0: After losing its first two swing games of the season, it's time to reset expectations for Missouri football. Plus, Eli Drinkwitz gives a candid explanation about his timeout strategy against Boston College and also possibly mishandling Mookie Cooper's injury. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou are locked on mizzou your daily podcast on the missouri tigers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks so much once again for making me your first listen of the day, and I have a recommendation for your second listen. It's Locked On Vols with Eric Kane. if you want to hear all the ins and outs of Missouri's opponent this week. Once again, checked out check out Locked On Vols, wherever you find podcasts for free and on YouTube. But also, I'm gonna be chatting with Eric Kane myself tomorrow on this program in a special crossover episode of Locked On Mizzou. So look forward to that. So in the preseason I had long felt that Missouri needed to at least split its games against Kentucky and Boston College in order to get to seven or eight wins more than likely. So, since Missouri has now dropped both of those games, each by a touchdown, well, what is a realistic finish for Missouri? Well, quite frankly, I think if you're the Tigers, at this point, you got to hope for six and six in a bowl victory. I think that is the goal. Actually, I should say, obviously you're hoping for a bowl victory, but really a bowl appearance. You just want to make one, get to six and six. That's the goal for the regular season. But really, how realistic is that at this point? Now, while Missouri's dropped its first two swing games, two swing games still very much alive. Of course, this Saturday against Tennessee, Later on, against South Carolina as well. By the way, the Gamecocks have probably looked a little bit better than we've expected so far this year. And also, Arkansas, much better, I think, than Missouri fans expected coming into this year. So, certainly traveling down to Fayetteville, now looking like a likely loss for Missouri at this point. So, the only likely wins really on the schedule, North Texas, and Vanderbilt. That would get Missouri to four wins. Other than that, not a lot of obvious victories left. Frankly, although Missouri currently a three-point favorite at BetOnline.ag against Tennessee, I don't know that I'm going to be picking the Tigers this week. We'll just have to see. We're going to get to my official pick on Friday, but considering how enormous and talented Tennessee's offensive line still is. Well, hey, remember how they manhandled the Tigers last year in Knoxville? After what you've seen the past month from the Tiger run defense, how can you not expect that to be the same result? But you know what? Again, I digress. I think, really, the only other game that looks like it might be a little bit easier for the Tigers than maybe we expected is the Texas A&M game, of course. Now, A&M still with a ton of talent. Their offense, though, without their starting quarterback, just not clicking on all cylinders, to say the least. So maybe the Tigers can pull off an upset on October 16th against the Aggies. But I'm telling you, With the way this run defense looks so far, I don't know that there's anybody you can feel confident about Missouri stopping outside of Vanderbilt at this point. Now, for as porous and disappointing as the Missouri defense, in particular the Missouri run defense, has been so far, I thought Eli Drinkwitz was very savvy in his press conference this week. Being very careful not to divide the team and not to specifically blame the defense for the team's problems. And a lot of it was, of course, self-ownership on Drinkwitz's part. He's saying, hey, I got to get better as a coach. I got to get the team more organized, all that stuff. And again, very much emphasizing that he doesn't want to blame the defense whatsoever That's just smart, and the honest truth is the offense has been much better than the defense so far, but regardless of that, you don't want to create a divide in the locker room. So a smart play by Eli there for sure. And also when asked about Trajan Jeffcoat, the Missouri defensive player probably with the highest expectations coming into this season, well, at least statistically Jeffcoat hasn't lived up to that so far not a lot of sacks and maybe at least for me more concerning even is just the lack of pressures by Jeff Code not not involved a lot in the run, running game so far either but you know Drinkwitz again staying very confident with his player saying all the right things about Jeff Coat, But, you know, there there was a moment in a key drive, I noticed basically the whole drive, Jeff Coat was not in against Boston College. So maybe at times, actions speak louder than words. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure he'll play the majority of snaps at defensive end this coming week against Tennessee. But at this point, we're now four weeks into the season, not totally sure what's going on there, if he's just getting so much attention from the opposition, but at this point you have to say Jeff Coates' production has been a real disappointment. Now if you've joined me earlier in the week, you'll know that I was apoplectic that Eli Drinkwitz didn't use his final timeout at the end of the first half of the Boston College game. Well, Eli, much to his credit, was very honest about that decision, explained his his logic His thinking about that decision. But you know what? I am still not satisfied with this. And I've got the breakdown of why Drinkwitz still absolutely made the wrong decision in my book. But you know what? First, I got to tell you, you'll make the right decision if you check out our friends at betonline.ag because they are the number one spot for all things college football, basketball, NFL, all the type of handicapping you can possibly imagine, well, they've got you covered at betonline.ag. And I tell you what, just looking at the Missouri line right now, minus three, you know what? If you think Missouri's going to win that football game, I would either parlay that minus three or the minus 150 money line with the total and go over because... If Missouri's going to win this game, I think they're going to have to score. So make it go over the 65. Parlay that with either Missouri covering or winning the game outright. Get a little bit more juice. That would be my advice for this particular football game. But you know what? Regardless of what game you're into, go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, and when you do, you'll get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, promo code locked on for a 100% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, let me set up the end of half scenario during the Boston College game. Once again, Missouri gets a sack, forces a fourth and 17 situation for Boston College. They're certainly kicking a 49 yard field goal which they do and make it. But instead of calling timeout with about 50 seconds left in the first half using that final timeout, well, Eli Drinkwitz lets the clock melt down and costs his team an opportunity at another possession. Well, here was Eli's explanation for why he chose to do that.
1: Before half, um, you know, we were in what we call the swing eight opportunity. And so Um, depending on what your philosophy is on whether or not you're trying to maximize possession or go into the ball. You know, I knew they started the ball. I knew they started the second half with the football. And so, you know, one of the lessons I learned last year was against Florida. It was 13-7. I tried to be really aggressive. We fumbled. They scored. It kind of got the game out of reach. So in that situation on the road, you know, just wanted to make sure that the last play of that half was – a play that you know we either block the field goal they make it or miss it, but we're going into halftime with the tie. So that's why I chose not to use the timeout there. Um, you know the other thought was do you ice the kicker or not? Um, I've had success doing both. Uh That we had already come out of a timeout. I I, I just figured hey let's roll. Um, obviously didn't work. That's that's part of it.
0: Now just to address the end of the bite there, the icing the kicker thing. I, I really couldn't care less about icing the kicker. There's no real evidence either way that doing one or the other really helps so whatever I'll just'll I'll dismiss that one. but as for the explanation of oh hey remember I remember last year against Florida when we tried something similar well Tyler Beatty lost the, the football he fumbled it and Florida then just marches right in for a quick touchdown essentially putting the game out of reach. Well, obviously, that was a disastrous play for Missouri. No question about that. But if that's your logic, then why ever take a chance again? Why even possess the football? Let's just punt on first down. And if you think that sounds a little extreme, well, allow me to give you some context. Because Tyler Beatty, while yes, he fumbled the ball last year. In fact, that was his only fumble of the entire season. And so far in the 2021 campaign, Tyler has not fumbled at all. This is according to ESPN's data. And in his career, in 405 total touches, that's rushing and receiving, Tyler Beatty has three fumbles. So that's less than 1% of the time Tyler Beatty touches the football, he fumbles. And we also know that statistically there is no rhyme or reason to which team recovers the ball. It's always 50-50 over the long term. So essentially, not only are you talking about a less than 1% chance that he fumbles, we well, are talking about half of that number is the chance he actually turns it over. So that's my thing. If Eli wants to be a little bit conservative, fine. You still need to, though, call timeout, possess the football, and again, if you want to play it conservatively on first down, run a draw play, run just a simple screen pass to Beatty, something like that, and maybe it'll pop for fifteen and t- for fifteen or twenty yards. Now all of a sudden you're at the forty-five and you're in business, and you can start hurrying up and get into that two-minute, one-minute type offense. But the idea that, oh, we shouldn't even take the chance of even taking a snap because there's a half a percent chance at best that you might turn the ball over in that situation, I'm sorry, that just doesn't make any sense to me because that's allowing yourself to see a catastrophic play and just only seeing the downside. That's allowing yourself to be completely blinded by the upside, and much more importantly, the much higher likelihood that the upside event takes place in that case in this case, scoring so again, especially when your defense has done nothing by the way to prove that they can stop the opposition, you're going to need to create every possession that you can, and the fact that Boston College was going to get the football at the start of the half. Well, to me, that's more of a reason to try to create that extra possession. That's more of a reason to say, hey, we need to call time out here, try to get a field goal at the end of the half, something. We need to get as many points as we can in this football game. To me, Drinkwitz has learned the wrong lesson here. Just because Tyler Beatty lost the ball, yes, that was a catastrophic play for Missouri. No doubt about that. But don't let the results blind you from what should be the proper process. Because Eli made the correct decision against Florida as well. He should have given the ball to baby. He should have called timeout. He should have been aggressive. Because Missouri, its defense wasn't that great last year either. And certainly Florida's offense with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, that was a high-powered Florida unit. And especially in the swamp, Missouri needed every point, every point and every possession it could possibly manufacture in that football game. So, Eli, just because it went wrong last season in Gainesville doesn't mean you made the right call. No, you did make the right call in Gainesville. You made the wrong call in Boston. Nothing could be more clear, at least to me. By the way, Missouri wide receiver Mookie Cooper did not practice on Tuesday. He was not... Dressed out in pads. The official injury report, of course, will come out on Thursday. But you know what? Speaking of a candid Eli Drinkwitz, he was very honest about what he called, well, what he characterized, I suppose, his mishandling of Mookie Cooper and his injury. I want to get more into that, but first I want to tell you about a limited time flavor over at Built Bar. It's the Cookie Dough Chunk. I got to say they sent me a free box of these the other day. I'm a fan. I might have a new I might have a new leader in the clubhouse. So, for this limited time, you got to check out Cookie Dough Chunk over at buildbar.com, the makers of the best protein bars ever conceived by any sentient being in this universe or any other. I can promise you that. And there really is something for everyone if you're not into the Cookie Dough Chunk, Check out everything they've got. Get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their delicious nine original flavors. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Well, in the past few days on his Instagram page, Mizzou receiver Mookie Cooper said, boy, it'd be nice to play some wide receiver sometime. That's that's not an exact quote. That's just me paraphrasing him, by the way. But essentially, Cooper has just been a jet sweep specialist so far. Really, he's been more of a running back statistically than a receiver. That's for certain. And other than a deep pass to Cooper... During the CMO game, that's exactly what it's been so far. And for his part, Eli Drinkwitz took some of the blame for Cooper's somewhat disappointing start to this
1: season. No, Mookie's not. He's just not been able to get all the way back when you're a guy who relies on your speed as your number one weapon. Like, we've got to make sure. And I think we've done him in service because we've tried to, you know, we got him back, but then we limited his role and then we've... Got him back, but he's still a little bit dinged. And so, you know, we're working with the, the doctors on what's the best approach um, so that he can feel comfortable and confident to just go out there and play. You know, and it's not – he gets these five plays and that, that's his role this week. And then he goes out there and he touches it on the first play and it's like I'm not really full speed to do that, you know. So we just got to – you know, we got to work with him and I got to trust him on where he's at and if he's not right – I want it so bad for him that I'm trying to like, okay, well, if you're not there, I'll still get you these, these, and these. And I I think I've set him back.
0: Well, again, that's about as candid as I've ever heard any coach at any level, whether it's college or NFL talking about actually mishandling somebody in terms of, of injury. And I got to say, I can't disagree with Eli's own criticism there because during fall camp, I was a little confused and was definitely speculating on what Mookie Cooper's injury was. Now, at first, what Eli was saying is, well, they were they referred to it as a lower leg injury. So much like in the NHL, that's a very nebulous injury. There's a lot of parts on your lower leg, right? So I was left to speculate. And when Eli Drinkwitz said that his injury was mostly a pain management issue. Well, I immediately surmise that, aha, it must be an ankle turn, something like that. Because usually, you know, if it's just a simple, slight ankle turn, as painful as those things can be in the moment, after a few days, yeah, especially to just get back on the field, tape it up, sometimes that really can be a pain tolerance issue and, yeah, not something you're necessarily worried about overly worried about tweaking and something that will pop up and be a long-term injury. Now, on the other hand, if it's a soft tissue injury, something like a hamstring, like you fantasy players, if you have Christian McCaffrey, the number one overall player, well, you know, he just went out with a hamstring and he could be gone from anywhere from three to eight weeks. And that's certainly not a pain management issue. He just needs to rest and let that thing heal on its own time you can't rush it. And you know what? Similar to what Mookie Cooper's dealing with, if it's a foot injury, from my experience, from what I know about following injuries, from following the NFL and college very closely over the last two, three decades, foot injuries aren't something you want to mess with either. It's not a pain tolerance issue. No matter what it is, if it's some type of ligament issue, if it's a Liz Frank type deal, if there's some type of stress fracture, well, none of those issues have anything to do with pain tolerance. That's simply an issue of time. You have to let the injury heal. There is no pushing that process forward other than, you know, your basic, obviously there's new age techniques, whether it's You know, there's various types of different techniques now that weren't available to athletes many years ago that can speed up that process for sure. But at a certain point, again, it's not about pain tolerance. So if they were truly just throwing him out there saying, hey, suck it up, maybe you can just run a few plays. And as Eli sort of alluded to, it just didn't look like he was 100% on any of those jet-type plays. Well, yeah, I'd really think Eli did do Mookie Cooper a disservice, and hopefully long-term he'll be fine. And if they need to sit him out for a couple weeks to get him right for the back half of the season, well, that's exactly what they should do. And to me, the big takeaway here is let's learn from this. Let's be a little bit smarter, especially with these lower leg injuries that frankly aren't, once again, a pain tolerance issue. That's just a, hey, you got to get healthy issue. You just got to take your time and let it heal because if you don't, then you can take what could be a three to six week injury, something like that, and spread it into something that lingers for the entire season and possibly beyond. That's obviously the last thing that you want. So be a little bit, you don't want to be penny wise and pound foolish. And I think maybe that's what Missouri did in this situation. But you know what? One final recommendation, one that is definitely not foolish. Check out Locked On Bets. Make it your second listen of the day, hosted by your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Their daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, Lee's Lock of the Day. Man, they've been killing it on all of them. So follow Locked On Bets, wherever you get your podcasts for free, brought to you by Bet Online dot a g so once again thanks for making me your first listen and hopefully i'll be your first listen once again tomorrow when we talk to eric kane of locked on vols so until then i am john miller and this has been locked on mizzou